Hey, this is Zachary Thatcher reading my latest essay from Thatcher Report, which you can follow at medium.com slash Thatcher hyphen report. My last name only has one T at the front. Um, This latest essay is called Rugged Communalism. I wrote it in July 2020 in Charlotte, Vermont, and I'm recording it in July 2020 in Charlotte, Vermont. Rugged communalism. Want to live? Come with me, yells the hero as he dodges a sword, bullet, grenade. He reaches out a hand to the trembling swimsuit model with two PhDs. She looks at him, grabs on, and they jump out of the airplane, leap off the building, swim from the submarine. You get the picture. There's always this moment in popcorn movies where the usually male hero saves the always female plot point, I mean character. And even if it's beyond stupid, we still scoot up in our chair and grip the armrest as we worry if this one guy can actually pull off an absolutely crazy feat to save his love interest life. It's just impossible. But he does, every time. It's the story we tell ourselves about saving the woman and also the world telling the alternative and more true vision of world-saving, where a small town of gender-neutral farmers bike to work every day. They dispense nonprofit, equal-access health care and like to help build each other's houses to keep costs down. That isn't quite dramatic enough for audiences. Yet. What we seem to want is the Lone Ranger, Sly Stallone, Steve Jobs, Thor, an occasional Wonder Woman, an occasional Black hero, but more often than not, a straight white male, sometimes literally named Captain America, the one man who disregards everyone else and takes on all the risks himself because he alone can forge his own destiny and in doing so redeem the world. And by the world, we just mean humanity. Sounds familiar. Maybe this is all just a rehashing of Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad. Americans clearly aren't the only culture to get in line behind a man and follow him to the chosen land to start a new way of life that requires killing off those who disagree. It's nearly universal to human experience, but folks, my sense is that we're only telling half the story. Beyond the gorgeous woman with two PhDs, we rarely think about who else the hero is really saving, or why. In America, we rarely discuss what those four archetypal dudes cared so much about and sacrificed so much for. It's the individual whom we worship, obey, seek inspiration from, but it's always the community whom the hero is seeking to save. And thus it goes with COVID. Brace yourself, because it's into the gutter we go, as I mentioned our era's chief agonist, emphasis on agony. Trump has an over 85% approval rating by Republicans. This is a party that's definitely entered the house lights on, everyone please go home era. Their membership is shrinking, because really, who wants to be associated with a party that's dedicated to the twin pillars of racism and mass poverty, as far as I can tell, instead of, say, the Constitution and opportunity? and which has zero ideas for small trifles like surviving a global viral pandemic, accessing low-cost yet high-quality healthcare, or avoiding environmental devastation. But there are still scores and scores of millions of them, and they are as great at suppressing votes as they are at voting. And they are all still overwhelmingly, blindingly following their big white man into hell, Fox News ratings, mass starvation. The point is that we focus so much on the individual, We don't think about what animates his purpose, which is ostensibly saving us, all of us. Focusing on the community is the beating heart of all dramas, even if its depiction is not dramatic itself. 
so, but let's just do it. Let's turn the camera around to behold us, the plot's ultimate MacGuffin. Here's what we're saying. Around the dinner table in late summer 2020, this is the debate by folks who would, if they really thought about it, they'd probably like to work and eat pesticide-free local food and forget about violent gender constructs and see a good doctor for cheap and enjoy low-cost housing. Not because they're black, homosexual, Latinx, feminist, transgender, Spanish-speaking, Jewish communists who wear face masks in public and know a lot about photovoltaic panels, or whomever it is that Republicans want to oppress, but because even if they are all those black, gay, farmy things, they, we, care about each other. And by each other, I mean everyone. Everywhere. Which, if you think about it, that's the point of our religions, to sanctify life. All life. What do you see when you pray to God, who is invisible? You see other people. You see us. What we discussed at the table in July is what you discuss at your table. It's probably not the theology of film history. It's school. Every conversation, no matter how far it stretches, snaps back to school. And I don't even have kids. Yet. I'm still searching for my Beshert. Please email me. What will we do in the fall? We punctuate that sentence with a question mark instead of the forlorn acceptance of a period because most school districts aren't telling people like it is. And this includes all colleges and universities. So let me tell you like it is. We can't open. At all. We'll be shut. Even though schools are places you go to learn things, and even though they indebt most of us, drive income inequality and segregation by property taxes, overpriced housing, and tuitions that outpace inflation, despite all this wonderfulness, or perhaps because of it, they have no solutions. If they say we're opening, or half opening, or partially opening, or intermittently opening, what they won't admit is that they'll all close down before Halloween, which is also canceled. Why am I so pessimistic? because it is super obvious that concentrating hundreds or thousands of people in confined spaces makes COVID dance like it's on TikTok. You don't need to be a supermodel with a PhD in epidemiology to get this. Which gets me to part two of the conversation, and I'm wrapping it up. The more enterprising of these families, those with sagacity, insight, and resources, which is to say, privilege at the expense of other people's poverty, they will band with a few other similarly privileged, impoverishing people, hire a teacher, she will always be a young woman with school debt and no economic options and no health care, and they'll start up a homeschool just like the evangelicals. These relatively affluent people will go their own way, which is what I'm telling you. The government or school district or university will say, we're now in phase 3.29, and that means you can go to school for 62 minutes on alternating Tuesdays, and here's the Zoom password, and we'll wipe down every desk according to CDC guidelines and local wind patterns, but none of that matters. The schools and superintendents and governors will say all they want. Note how he left out the Trump administration. Their hands are kind of full right now committing seppuku. They will post website updates and send emails, but the lesson is clear. If you have the resources and have little kids, hire a teacher for your backyard. If you have the resources and have big kids, send them out to work on a farm or learn how to sew clothing or do some other skill removed from others. And what will everyone else do? That I'm not sure. Earlier, I mentioned republicanism leading to mass poverty. Hope not, but that's what's happening. If we as Americans, the people of the constitutional preamble, if we are the plot point of the movie, then those who can pull it off, we have to be the ones to ignore all the others and blindly, courageously take great risks to forge our own destinies. And we'll have to do that alone, meaning without government. But also, we can only do that together, meaning with each other, or at least with those who agree with us and don't try to talk politics about a virus, which will happily jump into your mouth no matter what you're saying. 
This is scary stuff. The death rate is way higher than zero. The R naught value is more than not, and all the other death rates, like from cancer, car crashes, heart attacks, and yes, the seasonal flu, those are all staying the same. People, you can't go inside anywhere. You can only be at home or or go out for a brief trip to a supermarket or farm stand. You can go to a more empty park or discover nature, which conveniently is everywhere outside the cities, which you also shouldn't be in. That's it. That's all you can do. Stay home. You can definitely go to your synagogue and church and mosque and temple and movie theater and Disney theme park, which I'm arguing share similarities. All we need are 650 million proven vaccine doses, so we each get two shots. At that point, you can go and you can have fun. Should be any day now. So you get it. I call this essay, this polemic, rugged communalism, because the solitary male action hero avatar is best kept to old-time religions, and all the movies made before the Me Too and Black Lives Matter movements woke those of us up who had the privilege of dozing. Rugged individualism has always failed as a model for governing hundreds of millions of people. It's ridiculous. But I don't mean to rebuke all Republicans. We really need to adopt their independent go-it-alone swagger and I got this resourcefulness. But we can only do that with an entirely democratic, communal perspective and solidarity with everyone else, no matter what they look like or whom they prefer to cuddle. Really, we can do this, I hope. Stay home. All right, thank you very much for listening to my latest essay written in beautiful Charlotte, Vermont, July 2020, called Rugged Communalism. If you want to follow along, you can uh, read them at medium.com slash Thatcher hyphen report, only one T in Thatcher, and you can also just follow me on social media. All right. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye.